What's going on, guys? Your boy Chris here from Metro DSMFC, and thank you for joining me in another episode where we are going to be talking about the game that was Real Madrid 3, Braga 0. As you can see, obviously, I am not in my office today. I'm actually very far from home. I'm in New Orleans, Louisiana on a job. Uh, for the people that don't know, I'm a filmmaker, so I film video contents, commercial for many clients. And, you know, this time I had to travel pretty much for a week to New Orleans to work with the police department on some training videos. So luckily I was able to watch the game, you know, got to finish early, watch the game, watch it on my phone. Very excited to see Real Madrid play. And to be honest, very easy game. We won the last game against Braga. You know, I was kind of surprised by the the tactical setup that Braga had last game and this game they surprised me as well um, this is kind of a cautionary tale to lesser clubs to more humble clubs that come play to Real Madrid because we always see in La Liga smarter teams just kind of park the bus and um, you know play against Real Madrid on a very defensive manner and I think today we see why that happens because if you try to go in for the kill against Real Madrid and you try to play a high line then you know Real Madrid is going to punish you and today Real Madrid punished them we punished them last time and it was and we didn't punish them as much as we should have and neither did today but you no know, Braga did you know they were i guess loyal to their to their tactical setup and Real Madrid punished them 3-0 for it so so let's start with the lineup we had Vinicius Jr and Rodrigo up top and then in the midfield we had Brahim Diaz playing as a 10 which was a big surprise to me cuz I thought Brahim Diaz was long gone and then we had Cross Camavinga as the pivot, which who had an amazing game prior prior to this game, and then also in today's game. And then we had a Valverde, we had Carvajal, Rudiger, Nacho uh, getting the start. I don't remember if Alaba was in the squad. I'm actually a little bit disconnected from Ramajer right now because I've been traveling and working. And then we had Ferlan Mendy back in the lineup. So. Honestly, very dominant game in the first half. Camavinga again, just being superb. It's like it's like this guy could multiply himself. He was everywhere throughout in the field, and you know his presence was definitely felt. Let me know what you guys think about Schwamini and Camavinga, about the differences. I know we haven't seen Camavinga enough on a continuous manner with Real Madrid. We're probably gonna get to see that uh, by by the time Schwamini comes back. So Camavinga adds a little bit of dynamicness to the game as the pivot and. He's kind of more risky when it, go, when it comes to uh, covering for other areas. Like, Chamonix just kind of stays more closer to the center backs. But Camavinga just kind of covers them. Like, he goes out of position a lot. You know, goes out of position in quotations. And he does it very, very, very well. player who's also doing, you know, playing at a superb level is Antonio Rudiger. He's just unplayable right now. Like, he, he gets to every ball. He's reading the game really, really well. Um, it's definitely not the Rudiger from last season where we saw him out of position at times and not reading the game. It's been already since the beginning of the season that Rudiger has been playing spectacularly. He's, um, he's intercepting balls in the air. He just, he commands it. Like, there's no ball getting past him. He just harasses every single attacker and, you know, he's, he's the man. Uh, Nacho, solid game as well. Lunin, actually, who got the start, I forgot about this. This is probably the, the biggest news. Lunin came in because Kepa got a muscle discomfort in, during the warm-up, and then Lunin had to replace him. And then in the fourth minute, Lucas Vasquez, who made a penalty, you know, obviously, we I was like, fuck, we're probably going to be 1-0 down very early on. They're going to go park the bus. It's going to be one of those games. And uh, no, Lunin actually saved the penalty and and there's been a rumor that oh not a rumor but there's always been this talk that Lunin is a, actually a very good penalty saver like that's like kind of his thing so 
we saw that today, and I don't think this is the first penalty he saves. I believe he saved maybe one or two last season, and that's pretty good because this guy never plays. So for you to save just a penalty period, I think that's that's good. If you have that reputation that you're saving penalties, then um, that's pretty impressive. So Lunin, you know, solid game. He also had a save at, at the very end of the game that could have easily been a goal, but he was, you know, there. And he saved this, so I think uh, very good on Lunin. We'll see what happens to him when the summer comes. So let's talk about the goals real quick. But MDS actually scored two goals. The first one was deemed offsides, which I guess it was. And then the second one, it was a nice play by, uh, I think it was Camavinga Rodrigo. And then Rodrigo had a good assist. And he hit it. Uh, he squared it back to Brahim Diaz and Brahim Diaz. Like a number nine. He just finished it and he hit it right above the goalkeeper. It was a very nice finish. The second goal was by Vinicius Jr., it was a nice pass, I believe, from Fede Valverde. He also finished like a great number nine, great finish. He wasn't having really a great game up to that moment, but it was uh, it was a very nice goal. And then the last goal, which was probably the best goal, it was Rodrigo's goal. He chipped it to the goalkeeper, a nice assist by Vinicius Jr. So both Brazilians have an assist and a goal, which was very, very nice to see. And then also Rodrigo was named MVP of the game. So I think Rodrigo had a very, very good game aside from uh, an assist on the goal. He was very uh, involved. He was creating chances. He was showing up. He was taking on players. He was doing. He was making the right decisions. So I saw him very sharp. So I think that's very good news for Real Madrid. And Brahim Diaz, I saw him very good as well. He broke lines many, many, many times. He's a bit unprecise when it comes to his uh, final pass, but I think that's normal because he doesn't really get to play as much. So if you like how Brahim Diaz played today, my belief is that if he plays more, he's just going to perform better. So the reason why we're seeing a kind of like a kind of like a rough diamond when every time he plays is because he doesn't have that continuity. If he had that continuity, I believe he would be more accurate in that final pass because there was moments where he had a good play and all he had to do was make that connection with Vinny or Rodrigo in, in that final pass and it could have been a easily a goal or a goal creating opportunity, but Due to his playing time, I don't think he's as sharp. So I think that's normal. Unfortunately, he was subbed out around the 70th minute and uh, we couldn't see more of him. I thought he should have played the whole game because this guy just never plays. But other than that, Real Madrid, solid, solid performance. We had a lot of subs came in. Carvajal came in for Lucas Vasquez. Fran Garcia came in at the end for Mendy. By the way, Lucas Vasquez and Mendy, horrible game. I thought they were just trash. Like, literally, Mendy... This guy just looks so stiff. Like he doesn't he doesn't literally add anything. And then Lucas Vasquez, he made an early penalty. Sure it was saved. But also he he lost the ball a few times. He's just not adding anything to to the right back situation. And then Nico Paz had his debut, which was nice. He had the most dribbles in the game, I guess. He had like four. I guess no one tried. <laughs> so he left the game with the most dribbles. He did he did pretty good. He had a nice flake over a, a defender. That came out nice for, for his highlight reel. And we also had Luka Modric come in, Jose Lu. Jose Lu barely touched the ball, to be honest, but he played. And then, sadly, we did not get to see Arda Guller debut. I don't know the reason. Uh, as far as I know, he didn't really talk about it in the press conference on Celotti. But everyone wanted to see Arda Guller. Like, I was dying to see this player. He didn't even warm up. So, I don't know what's going to happen. But Real Madrid is... Officially qualified for the for the knockout stages of the Champions League. We don't have the first place secured, but we are qualified for sure. So I'm guessing that means that Ancelotti just wanted to secure the 
the the qualification 100% and not really risk it with Goulart. But then again, the game was very open. Like, it wasn't really very physical. Like, it was the perfect context for a player like Arda Goulart to come in. And at the end of the day, like, this kid is not made out of sugar. Like, he needs to play. Like, you can't just not play him. Um, and today was that perfect game. Against Valencia, I guess he's not going to play. Right? Because if he didn't play today, why would he play against Valencia? Unless he had like a nog, some kind of some sort of pain in his leg that that wasn't letting him play today. But he, you know, he didn't play today. Um, and also, there was another record that was made. I believe Ancelotti surpassed Sir Alex Ferguson in the manager with the most European Cup wins. So that means that Ancelotti is the goat. You know how I feel about Ancelotti. I don't think he's the right manager for Real Madrid. Congratulations on him for reaching that record because he's been in the game for a long time. He deserves it. Uh, at the end of the day, he's very important to our history. You know, he contributed two Champions Leagues, and um, we're always going to appreciate him for that. So, let me know what you guys think about today's game, uh, about Arda Guller not playing, the lineup, Lunin versus Kepa, Stramani versus Camavinga. And, um, yeah, guys, see you guys on the next. A la Madrid.